Hello and welcome to this podcast by VJ Oncology. Today, three experts will be taking you through the latest updates on emerging CAR-T therapies and the challenges associated with treating solid tumours live from the International Workshop on CAR-T and Cellular Therapies 2023, which was held in Scottsdale, Arizona. Our experts today include Julian Molina from the Mayo Clinic, Matthew Angelos from the University of Pennsylvania, and Sebastian Kobold from the Ludwig Maximilian University of Munich. I'm uh, Julian Molina, I'm a thoracic oncologist at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and um, we're going to discuss two of the topics that were presented this morning. I'm here in the company of Dr. Matthew Angelos and Dr. Sebastian Kobold. And uh, I'm going to first ask a question to Matthew, and uh, my question has to do with, um, you know, during your presentation, you actually talk about the use of uh, macrophages. Uh, and uh, one of the issues that always comes to us is, is the what is the potential to make this better? You know, what can you add to these macrophages uh, to make them more effective? You mentioned the use of pembrolizumab in some of the immune checkpoint inhibitors, but what other options do we have available to make these therapies more effective? Yeah, for sure. So the data that I presented this morning was in regards to our phase one clinical trial that has utilized uh, monotherapy of CAR macrophages for treating HER2 overexpressing solid tumors. And so far in the data that we've reported, uh, these patients have had a best response of stable disease. And the goal obviously is to try to push this a little bit forward so we can recapitulate what we see in the in vivo settings, in the, uh, in the mouse models, where we have really nice tumor responses and improvement in survival. So one of the thoughts that we could do is utilize some of these new immunotherapeutics and apply them in a combination approach with the cell therapy and the point of doing this is that we can try to utilize these treatments to really rev up the tumor microenvironment. And the goal is to try to activate the endogenous cells that are there, like T cells, dendritic cells, NK cells, and try to get them to function against the tumor so that they're more cytotoxic. So one of the things we're moving forward with in the next sub-study that we're currently enrolling for is to utilize concurrent pembrolizumab treatment. Uh, this is an anti-PD-1 therapy um, that certainly we have data for that suggests that it's synergistic with the CAR macrophage technology. And I think this really opens the door for other types of immunotherapies to be used. Um, certainly trying anti-PD-1 therapies is a certainly reasonable strategy as well. And some of these other really exciting new molecules such as bite therapy as well, I think could be very interesting in trying to combine this with some of our new cell technologies. And so we'll see, we'll have to see how it goes with our, with our um, immunotherapy cohorts. But I think it's very exciting with the preliminary data that we've generated so far. Very good. And this question is for Dr. Cabold. Uh, you had a really nice presentation on the use of the CRX axis to try to modulate this migratory engineering of these cells. Uh, can you summarize your presentation? And the same question that I asked to Matthew is, how can we make this better in the clinic? You know, how can we deliver something that is you know, this brings the promise for better results to our patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so, uh, so in a nutshell, so what I've 
try to, to highlight some of the work we've done using this chemokine receptor as a means of engineering of T cells uh, to, to make them better. Um, we mainly use the car backbone because that's obviously something that's hot in the clinic that is broadly recognized and then we've seen in cross models that we can really enhance the, the efficacy of these cars and enable the efficacy in models where they're otherwise resistant. What we've shown as well is that you can utilize both chemokine receptors that in principle bona fide antitumoral as a natural function of these receptors in, in immunity as opposed to those that would be pro-tumoral, but we've also shown that you can use a pro-tumoral chemokine receptor axis actually recruiting immune suppressive cells to actually make cars better as well. So I think in terms of what can we do to make this better, I mean, uh, we. So of course the first question stands because unlike Matt, we're not as far yet as, as, as have in a phase one clinical trial with, with that concept. So we're working on that uh, because we also we've licensed this concept to, to Carina Biotech in Adelaide, Australia to, to, to move this towards a phase one clinical trial. It's a bit easier in Australia than it is in, in Germany. So that's the, the rationale behind that, but we want to do that uh, too. So what we're doing uh, is, as shown also, we're adding additional layers of engineering. That's what we can do from the engineering side, either taking suppressive factors out of the cells. We have some very promising approaches here, or taking something that will stimulate them even more. Or, of course, then the other thing that stands to, to debate is uh, just as you guys are doing, you know, combine this with uh, uh, approved drugs uh, like like checkpoint inhibitors, which certainly would also come with with a certain rationale when it comes to combining cars, right? I mean, and Prasad has already shown that uh, for for some of the cars we've been using as well uh, clinically. Yeah. So do you see possible to engineer in addition to the car T cell changes to the T cell receptor to add this as part of the construct? So, so not part, maybe not part of the construct itself, but either within the same genetic cassette or genetic vector or virus. Uh, or depending on what you do, right? I mean, uh, I mean, you guys at, at Penn, I mean, you're doing also CRISPR engineering of, of T cells. You had a phase one trial, so it's feasible, right? And it seems to be safe also for the patient from that regard. So, so that's certainly something that, that we're very keen on, or we, that we're exploring, and we have some some very good cues there. So, so you can do both. So either you could really add something on, mm -hmm. or you could try to take to take something out. And actually that's, from an engineering perspective, it's even better to take to combine something in and something out because uh, it's simply easier to, to manufacture just from technically, but maybe not regulatory-wise, at least not in Germany. <laughs> and if you want to take something out, what will be that something that you want to take out? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I would say my my favorite candidate right now, I can't disclose it uh, okay. as we speak. Because, but it's one of the cytokines. No, 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 it's, it isn't. Uh, it's a receptor, uh, uh, which I don't think uh, is, is well known to this audience, but uh, we'll be reporting on that later this year. Probably the last question is, uh, we've been debating about the differences between what's going on in the primary tumor and what's going on at the metastatic site. Do you think that this is going to be important for this macrophage? derived based therapies, or this is going to work the same, no matter if you're talking about the primary tumor versus the metastatic site? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, you know, certainly I think the tumor microenvironments are different between the actual primary tumor itself and some of these other areas of, of metastatic disease. And partly it's, it's dependent on what organ these sites are located in. Um, you know, I think uh, we need some more study uh, on those particular areas. Um, you know, all the patients that we enrolled in our study had metastatic disease. 
And you know, we look at target lesions, so that may or may not include the primary sites. It may or may not include other areas of metastatic spread as well. And so it's an interesting question moving forward. How do these microenvironments really differ? And is there a way to basically optimize these cells such that they're much more effective in all of these different uh, tumor compartments that may arise? Yeah, something good that happens in solid tumor oncology is that we usually take good care of the primary tumor, mm -hmm. and it's the metastatic side, the one that complicates the life of right. the patients right. later on. So right. I wonder if one should focus more our attention in what's going on at the metastatic side, because the primary tumor is usually removed or cured by radiation or some other therapies. You see the same thing happening? Um, Sebastian? I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, and that's a bit of the bias we've had, uh, at least in IO and, and, and especially in cell therapies. And I think it's different when you use checkpoint inhibitors, which were so successful so far, because then you have just response everywhere as opposed to you know, the highly engineered CAR macrophages, CAR Ts. Uh, but uh, again, so all those have been developed, you know, with typically, as you showed also today, one sub Q tumor or, or these things, which is not reflecting, you know, the patients you want to treat also in your trial either, right? I mean, these are advanced patients with metastatic disease, which will kill them ultimately. And I think that's something we should focus much more in the future. Uh, and, and I could imagine that if we manage to encompass that more into our strategies, that this perhaps might uh, lead to better therapies or better cell therapies in the future. Yeah, and along that lines too, there's this, this concept of tumor heterogeneity, right? And you know, even in the case for HER2 targeting cell therapies, I mean, HER2 can be a very heterogeneous target on these tumor cells. And so I think a better understanding of you know, how this heterogeneity also plays into overall responses can, can be very informative moving forward. Very good. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. We hope this session has been informative. If you enjoyed this episode and want more updates on the latest in CAR-T and immunotherapy straight from the experts themselves, subscribe to VJ Oncology on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. And don't forget to check out vjoncology.com.